Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jackett. It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 201. On the ground in our HQ in Collingwood. This is great. H or H? What did I, I said H, HQ. I think uh, H. one of them's a bogan way of saying it. I thought one was just American. Potentially. H. H. Mm, I remember. Right. I haven't thought about how I say those. I don't think about many things I say. <laughs> no, well, I got, uh, I remember when I was in a film once. I would have been like 16 years old and I said um, uh, ad- advertisements in the film and my mum uh, picked up on it because apparently you say adverbs, advertisements here. Ah. Ad- yeah. Thanks for that pick up, Lynn. Yeah. Um, and now congratulate me on that I was in a film because uh, I was 16. <laughs> Versus yeah, was, the, the pick up. No, yeah. hey, I f- went yeah, back. To be clear, it wasn't a very good film. It was more <laughs> a uh, – it was really weird. It was one of those when you do the film school, like kids programs and oh, they yeah. interview you and ask you questions. Yeah. Um, we're back. This is our first episode back in Australia. Mm. It's I definitely am feeling the momentum. We've been working on some good stuff today. Yeah. Um, Bloody fucking, uh, what do we call them? Company values? Yeah, company values. Uh, and just looking for our first acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> no, we haven't. But um, it's good. I like I like the momentum. It was an epic trip. Yeah, you're, um, you're talking very loud, which is creating a little bit of reverb. Oh, God. So if you just talk a little bit quieter, you get less of the reverb. You know, the problem is I'm standing up. Yeah. So I'm getting a bit antsy. You're a bit... Vain. Like Like a... About to charge Make you. Make some noise. Make <laughs> some noise. Uh, as, right, Ash William, as Ash Williams would say. Um, yeah, no, so th- this will eventually, where we are right now in, in Collingwood, we'll, uh, we'll, t- we'll turn this into a studio soon. Yeah, the, this is the big media company HQ. Yeah, H, H or H? I can't fucking remember. Hey, the, um, HQ. On the, the flight, before, before I got the flight, I went through TSA. A couple of things with TSA. First of all, they pointed out a um, – they went through my books, my Seth Godin books, and pointed at one of the uh, photos of Seth, you know, the, about the author. Yeah. Which book is it? Which one uh, is it was on? The, it was the um, – what's the blue the big blue one. Bordel. Blue, yeah, yeah, the one yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, she was flicking through it all, pointed at Seth, said he's a scientist, I think. And, well, and I, Seth is a bald man. Yeah, and you and you could definitely. I mean, he wears like a lot of suit and ties, mm. so you could think he's a scientist. And so I just went with it. Of course, you did. Yeah. But then she said, "I think he died in March." Oh God! Yeah. So and so it went from a yes to just a like a like a <laughs> half nod. Because you just don't want to disagree. But it wasn't going too well But because before even that, the other TSA officer on the side as I was going through, as I um, lifted my top, I said, is, is my belt going to be okay going through? And she said, yeah, it's small enough. And then as I started walking up, I'm like, I don't really have a small belt. And I looked down, I wasn't even wearing a belt. <laughs> so she was. it was clearly she thought it was so small that she couldn't even see it. Do you think in these moments where there is like lots of rules in place, you have to – do you think you get a bit awkward in those moments? 
Like there's a lot of structure yeah. to going through airport security. Well, I'm just I try, I try and lead with the fact that I know that it's normally yeah. a little bit difficult with all my camera gear, yeah. and so I start telling them how it is. I'm like, we need to take, I need to be able to lay it all flat. Yeah. Well, on any of those flights that I took to the US, I'd say um, in your carry-on luggage, if there's any. Uh, electrical goods or mm. like, you know, anything, what do they say? Bigger than a, a iPhone. So bigger than a phone, Yeah, need to take them out. Mm. And they would always say, is there anything in there? I said, nah. My camera was in there with all my other technical gear. And did they pick up on Never it? Never once. Yeah. Never once did they take me off. Fair enough, I was only on three flights. Mm-hmm. Over the last three months, four months, you've been on a many few, flights. A few. So yeah. yeah, there's a bit of a difference. Yeah, um, but I didn't get picked up. So, so it's all good. So you you've been back a few more days than me. What's the uh, what's the word on the street? What have I missed out on? Um, you've missed out on the shitty weather, mm. which is lovely. So you've you've come back to nice weather. Uh, no, I've just been waiting for you to get back so we can get cracking <laughs> yeah. on what we're doing and getting over the jet lag. But I, I was thinking as some thoughts on the trip that we took. And I was talking to Amy about this and I was thinking the type of content we were creating was very different and I can only go on what I did last time mm-hmm. that I went to the States and we talked. I talked about this. It was like the suck on that Jules Lund. Um, two different types of content. One was almost like shock jock-esque or like high um, – it was almost like uh, instant response you know, a bit shocking style of content. It's a little bit more like the prank videos or something like that. Close to it. And you there was even under, one prank undies. in there. I mean, you did the, the ones that I remember is you kicking a footy yeah. in your undies. Yeah, in Times Square. And the other one was you asking where a dunny was. Yeah, which they had no clue. Americans thought I was saying Denny's because they don't use the term <laughs> dunny for a toilet. And many people think Australians don't, but yeah. I do. <laughs> Yeah, where's the dunny? So what was the what was the learning? The the learning was the reward on creating that style of content, the shock or the instant reward content or the prank style content is really high in what you get out of it in the moment. Yeah. And it and for me it like stimulates that kid in me that was like being a little shit and doing something where you know you're sort of in trouble. But think about like the kid in the schoolyard just putting his finger up at the teacher and going, I'm out of here. It's like feels really good. People are giving you like – A bit of an adrenaline. A bit of an adrenaline. But it's um, it's very – it's it's not rewarding mm-hmm. in a, an actual uh, – like a life sense or like... Yeah. Well, I mean, wanking in the middle of the road would <laughs> probably give you an adrenaline. Could you imagine the adrenaline rush? Do you reckon it would be good or bad? Well, if you committed to it, it would be you, heightened. I'll just say would it would be Would it be a heightened. different feeling? It probably would be. Mate, this is why people do that kind of shit because it's it's extreme. Yeah. And so there is, there is, a, there is a response within you that is quite extreme and so you... It's very drug addict-esque that you were trying to get this super high from something. But what I found from what we were doing and in the comparison, I only have what I can go based on what I'd done before is super high reward instantly um, like a hit of drug when I did it in 2012. But our trip was like so much more in alignment with what what I value now 
and what I want to be doing and has this sort of more like it's a wholesome value of what you're doing. It's more thoughtful content. Yeah. We're turning uh, into a Christian podcast. <laughs> it's, got that, it's got that vibe. No, but I, I was thinking in the moment of like I'm enjoying this. I love what we're doing. I'm only here because I, I believe in what we're doing. But why am I wearing clothes in this interview? <laughs> no, but seriously, I was like I've, I definitely noticed the difference in comparing the two trips about what what this type of stuff we were doing. And we, like, my content that I created years ago isn't really serving anyone now. The stuff we did over there, the chats we had, could live on and help people, whereas there was no real helping someone. You're proud enough putting it on your LinkedIn, which is like a good... No, like, as in the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. It feels like maybe it would be worthwhile in our professional network. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's interesting the the phases you go through in life and what you're putting out there. Mm. I get yeah, I think it's that and that's I think why what we do is like a bit of an art form because it's like at, it's representative representative of a time in your life. Mm. And we will look back on that trip we did as like a, a certain time of our life and what and it was I don't know, maybe we'll look at it and go ah I don't know, maybe we'll go back to being these the wankers in the street. <laughs> Not <laughs> that I was, but I'm saying I went back to it. I never was there. It. Pretty close. But um, I was a dude nude in Times Square. So in your undies. Was the uh what was the learning of being away from Bodie for I'm guessing that was the longest mm. time and aiming? Oh man, kids change so quickly. He's like the his word count upped. Really? And even just anything to do with you being away, like do you think you're you're slowing him down on the word count? <laughs> In fact, he was away over the weekend, and his word count shot up again. No, mm-hmm. I, I just, actually, I hope that it's just a timing thing. Mm-hmm. But it was great. Like it was the longest Amy and I've um, spent apart. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe it's maybe. I mean, you've done the opposite. You've been in your in, in each in other's pockets, pockets, yeah, for so like. It's, that's intense, dude. Yeah. You, what have you felt from – So, sorry, the learning for me, um, being away from my wife, it is good sometimes to have a break. Mm-hmm. Um, Any big conversations when you got back of like, hey, like now that we've been apart for, you know, a couple of weeks, I've, I was feeling this and I've actually – now I've had that time apart, yeah, well, I understand this. There was something – oh, this is – we'll go. Um, so I, I'm i pretty um, – what would you say? I'm – uh, decisive is that the term uh, or I'm pretty directive in what I want mm-hmm. uh, and and I think you're a bit like this too we kind yeah. of like uh, lead the way in you know picking what movie we're going to or yeah. like what we're going to watch or and and Amy is a bit uh, what's the word agreeable yeah but it's not passive but just no. happy to like maybe a bit of a people pleaser or a little bit yeah, yeah. and and so the I think for people who are agreeable come across it actually isn't phasing them right yeah she's not feeling like I'm you know she's like oh okay I see there's some good bits in that I'll and, watch that and there can be I guess there can be a risk with that where it's like when I'm unfazed like there's mm. certain things that I'm unfazed with mm. which means it defaults to brain so for yeah. instance it's like uh, <laughs> you know as we mentioned on the Central Park episode yeah. washing and stuff like that I'm less phased with those sort of like her trigger point of when she's like we need to do something about this yeah. is way lower than when I start exactly yeah exactly and so I think it can go. Only so far. And so I had a thought where 
um, when I was away. I was like, it's 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 more of a challenge for me to be uh, okay with someone else picking something because mm. I, I think it's probably I could be a bit yeah. of a control freak so in it was some actually, circumstances. It was a less of a because I thought the way that you were sort of talking about at the beginning, I thought that might have been more of a learning for Amy that she has to make more decisions. But were you saying that it's actually it was you being away and realizing that I was was I leading the way in some cases or me or, personally? Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. My my thinking was. Which I said to her, and it's funny because she was on the same page with the thought on the other side, the receiving end yeah. thought. Well, I mean, she's agreeable, so. <laughs> no, no, she was almost going, okay, maybe it gets to a point where someone is making too many decisions yeah. mm-hmm. and you start, it's a tipping point where you're like, yeah. hang on a second. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I actually, like maybe it's like you're agreeable to the point where you then work out that the agreeable isn't feeling that great. Yeah. So it goes beyond being agreeable? Well, you're being agreeable to be a people pleaser rather than agreeable because you don't care. Yeah. So maybe the things that you care about you start sacrificing or compromising Mm. because it's that whole thing. It's like the sales technique, which is like let's get them into a yes, you know, um, into a pattern of saying yes and they're more likely to keep saying yes. Yeah, and then you go, maybe that's not what I actually wanted. So it's like, you know, do you like sports? Yes. Do you want to watch the footy on the weekend? Yes. Do you want to sign up for this foxtail package? Yes. Oh fuck! No, I didn't. Want to. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit yeah. like that. Yeah, and um, and so what's what's was Amy's foxtail? So my thought was, it is more of a challenge for me to be cool with um, whatever we're doing or being, mm-hmm. I guess, less agreeable. Mm-hmm. But I see that challenge as something that is not a negative. But if anything, it's more rewarding for our relationship because I probably felt that she was she there was a strain on there because of some of because of the type of person I am, and I'm not fucking the most easy person to be around. Mm -hmm. But I I honestly had that only I I don't even know how I had that thought. It just came to me from having a bit of time apart Mm -hmm. from. I guess being so close to each other where every decision you are making is affecting the other person where you're on the other side of the world, yeah. you're just chatting on the phone, uh-huh. how's the baby, how are you, is yeah. everything all good? You're not saying let's leave at this time or let's go then. And then maybe even you experiencing some of that uh, general sort of decision-making with someone else like yeah, me true, as well. Yeah, true, true. Well, I, like, I was on your time as well as yeah. you and be on mine. Like I was being... Maybe I was, I was giving the pushback that Amy yeah. doesn't give, which maybe being like, uh, Amy's not that fucking bad. <laughs> We've hung out with Josh. Do you think that could be, was it? Maybe on, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so it's, um, so the week I got back, I had, it always I think lasts we, a week. No, like I don't think yeah. we actually had that conversation until a little bit, until later in the week that I got back. Mm. And so, so you know, giving a couple of days, and I said, because it took, maybe took me a little while to articulate that, what I'm saying now, and she said, I've noticed that and I was feeling that. So it's like, it's, yeah. it's interesting. I think time apart can be, a, a, you know, a, a good thing for perspective. I definitely shifted. What was the things that you were leading on that you think that you might have been out of place leading on? Oh, I think, it, I think for a person like me, it can be little things what we're watching, what we're eating, where we're going, that don't even feel because yeah. because the person it's not like you. I think yeah. you'd have an opinion. Nah, I don't yeah. feel like that. We're going this. Yeah. Like, nah, fuck. Yeah. Then we'd have butt heads yeah. and come up with something. But uh, I, you know, for Amy, 
it, I don't think it is like that. And that's well, people can see that assertiveness as you being very clear on your decision. Yes. Even, but even you and I have been working on that, which is like you have a level of assertiveness sometimes mm. when you don't actually know. Like it's realizing that even though Tommy says, nah, go this way, this is the way to yeah, go, yeah. there's a 50% chance that we're still going the wrong way <laughs> down the street. <laughs> and, that, and so um, there's a willingness to – you have a willingness to just back it in yeah. when there's still maybe – um, where I would maybe in some of those moments double check. And Brie is like a triple checker on things, right? Like if I say, and it can be, you know, and that can create tension where it's like, I'll say, oh, we go this way. And then I'll look at Brie's way. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm just checking on Google Maps. I said, but I know where we're going. Like yeah, I've yeah. said. Yeah. Is it, relationships, are, you have to, it's being considerate mm-hmm. of the other person. So what's the actionable items then? When have you picked up on the fact that you've said, I mean, you had the I guess, luxury of being able to um, you know, have that time apart with Amy being away, you know, straight after you got back as well. So that she got to experience something a bit different. So you've both come back to the home with a little bit of a reset. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's, I don't think there's any harm in trying to be a little bit more selfless mm. in your approach. But do you think – I think the you can be those assertive and be selfless at yeah. the same time, which can maybe lead to you falling in that. Like, So the thing is that I can be a control freak, but it's under the guise – do you say guise? Under mm. the guise? Who guys? are they? Who, who are the two you guys? Know, you know, if you're under yeah, the guides. I thought the guides. it was the guides. Under the guides? Like you're being guided. Under, under the, the guides? Well, I'm going to Google <laughs> Under the guides. But I will, I will do two things at once. I'm just going to Google it. Under the guides. I've heard that before. Uh, so, no, it can it, it can be wrapped up in this idea that I'm doing what's best for everyone else. Mm. But it's, there's an arrogance in thinking that you know what's best for yeah, everyone else. Yeah, true. So it's like, no, I'm doing this because this is what we what we uh, need to do, mm. right? No, but I th- if you question every every sort of uh, reactive response emotionally mm. that goes on within you and then say, like you said, do you really care about that? Under the guise, G-U-I-S-E, guise. What the f... Do you know what? This is going to turn into a word of the day. Yeah, I don't even know. Have you guess what guise means? If it's under the guise... Guise. I think it's something to do with guiding, like... Um, a map or like a under the guise. So it's like watch, watch for live somebody so who knows the direction. An external form, appearance or manner of presentation, typically concealing the true nature of something. He visited in the guise of an expector. So that's interesting. So it's like mm. under the guise, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like um, clo- it's sort of cloaked in this mm. bullshit. Like it's a, it's a fake thing. Yeah, I've done a great job there. So, yeah. So if you were to question everything, I, I think, and then, re- and maybe I, I quite enjoy questioning how, what my response is to something, and I think that takes perspective. And I a lot of the time don't have it when you're in the moment, and maybe mm-hmm. that's what it took being out of the situation to have some perspective on that. And it is nice to be able to question. Okay, is that is there a specific example where you think in the last 
few nights or whatever where something's happened and you've said, oh, rather than being like, we're watching this or let's do this, it's you've asked the question, what do you want to do? Uh, no, not not recently. <laughs> not, no, be, no, the, so the, only because she only got back yeah. yesterday from mm. Sydney yeah. and then I had so four days she was up there and the, that previous week was that time that I had that sort of realisation, we had that conversation. Yeah. And, um, and so... Yeah, hit me up. Keep me accountable. Yeah. I mean, work it, working out what to have food-wise is a oh, clusterfuck. Yeah, I'll tell you what, HelloFresh has helped. We had a delicious – this is this sounds like an integration. <laughs> I, I said it should be. I said we yeah. should get HelloFresh on as our first sponsor. <laughs> but we had like a – you cooked up a cabanara for you and Amy. Amy yeah. left her uh, lunchbox in the car. Yeah. So I, I had the cabanara. Delicious. Mm. Little, little bacon bits. Oh, How yeah. many eggs? Four eggs. Four eggs, cheddar cheese. Was oh, it no, cheddar par- or sorry, parmesan, parmesan cheese? That you thread through cabanara. It's less of. It was less of a like super creamy, fatty, probably tasty healthier one. for you. A healthier version didn't have all the cream in it and stuff. Yeah. But, but I um, loved it. It was so good. But I made that because I knew Amy would be um, tired and needed food. Like I think, <laughs> I think the thing of like having a family. It's like, fuck, you're looking, and it's not a life hack, but it's like you're looking for the moment. And I definitely think ahead more so now than ever to go, at what point will that take time for me? It's like the cooking thing. Mm. It's like I don't want to, I want to have food ready so when we get home we've done it. And it's like the amount of times I haven't done that in my life. Well, it's so easy and enjoyable too. Like I think that the biggest element of all of those things is, Whenever I get asked to do something, I don't want to do it. And for whatever reason, it sets in my brain if it's it's a bad thing. If I get asked, it's like it becomes a chore. But I love cooking. Yeah. See, the the only time I've seen you cook, it probably takes seven hours because you're doing a slow roast. I'm doing like a slow lamb. It's a full day. I can't believe you haven't fucking cooked that for me. Yeah. And Amy. Are you sure we haven't had it? No. Okay. Well, we'll definitely. You don't don't have a house. We're homeless at the moment. (laughs) You're homeless. We're, we're at the with the the homeless uh, thing. <laughs> I should we shouldn't say homeless because we've just been to the US where it's a real fucking problem. Yeah. But um, living you don't at, have a home yeah. that is. It's true. I'm less a name. home exactly. Yeah, and so uh, we're at uh, my parents' place in Roville for the next. Uh, we've only got three days until we're headed to. Um, what to, today's Tuesday? Yeah, uh, we head on. F- Saturday we start house sitting in Richmond again. Genius. Well, yeah. we did a whole bunch of episodes from there. Yeah, we Hamish had Hamish, Hamish's episode from there. But um, yeah, so we're house sitting Bree's old boss again. Yeah, her, her place, which is good. And then another friend has reached out, um, who has a great place in Windsor, <laughs> and they're saying, Genius. "Hey, going to be away December." Yeah. Uh, the thing is, do we? <laughs> The question is, do we just house it for the next couple of months? Like, oh, because yeah. we, we haven't we haven't committed to the second one yet. And we said, oh yeah, we could do it. Let us know, but we haven't sort of pushed on it. You've pulled a James Altucher, who ended up Airbnb. That guy, he's a podcaster, yeah, yeah. quirky dude from New York. What did he do? He um, got rid of his apartment and he just Airbnb's places to live really? in. Yeah. Because so he's, he's like a venture capitalist or something. Well, right? yeah, he's, got, he's, like, he's, gonna, yeah, he's got a bunch of cash. But his whole thing was just getting rid of everything, throwing out stuff and only having Airbnb because it's like you don't have your own place. So for the next 
So for the next little while. For the next two months or whatever. But the thing is that Bree and I were talking about we've felt slightly anxious being back. Like there's been moments where it's like you expect when you go away, like you, you go away for three, three and a half months, there is... 112 days. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a sense that you, uh, you're going to... You're, you're really seeking routine, mm. right? So, so by the time it, like it starts off... You know, you have fun throughout the whole thing, but it definitely, I, f- I felt anyway that you get to a point where it's like, I'm looking forward to work. I'm looking forward to this, to the day-to-day grind in yeah. some regards of doing stuff. And then you come back and it's not like you flick a switch mm. back to the daily grind. You don't come back because what you're seeking is actually the life in some regards that you left behind, which is the apartment that you had, yeah. the the way that you ordered the food because we didn't cook, but we will start cooking. <laughs> but you, you, know, you have those the sort way of... Yeah, Uber eats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the way Uber Eats. The way you Uber Eats. But you do have those sort of systems in place. And the thing is that us house-sitting is almost just extending yeah, the yeah. travel. Well, it's counter to that. And I think what you need to also keep in mind is that the previous life you had took time mm. to create. And so you're in this period of time where... It's going to take, you know, a certain amount of time mm. to find the furniture you want, to find the apartment you want, to create the life again that you then live in. Yeah. Um, are you missing being away? Like, are you missing being um, not sort of? It's a different mindset. You're missing that holiday mm. mindset that you've had for 112 yeah. days. I think. Um, no, I don't think I'm missing it. I think that I've probably. I think that I'm excited about smaller intentional trips mm. where they're single focused. So I think that with being away for so long, I was still doing a bit of editing, which I enjoyed um, and doing the podcast, doing all of these bits and pieces, which maybe diluted some of the experience. I think that Brie and I were expecting that we we're going to go away that you have this real enlightened moment that you're going to come back super different. Mm. But it goes very quickly. Um, I think maybe the trip I did with uh, Invato, with Nasan would have been a little bit more. Paul, who trolls us on Reddit, I think, was it Reddit? Yeah, the first Reddit thing we had was, are you going to mention Invato and Nasan again? So there, <laughs> there you go, Paul. But um, no, the... Uh, yeah, I think that was maybe more transformational in some regards because it was Bree and I were away f- um, apart for three mm. months. Whereas this, yeah, you just get into it. You, you get into your own traveling habits. Mm. I think maybe when you'll notice it is, and this is what I've found for travel, is the next time you go. So the next time, like, it's like the first yeah. time you go away ever yeah. on a plane to another country and you experience the airport and all of that shit that goes with travel, the annoying stuff as well as the great stuff. But the next time you do it, you just cruise through it. And so then, so I don't know, maybe it's only until the hindsight will be when you feel that enlightenment. It's never the way that it's, there's no, it's not like you could sell it like three month trip around the world and you'll be enlightened. Eat, pray, love. Well, exactly. That's why you don't buy into the bullshit yeah. that e-books sell yeah, yeah. about becoming a travel influencer. Yeah. Because it's so unique. Yeah. And so 
it's not bad that what you've just said. Mm. You had an amazing time. Well, that's the thing. I think that it's uh, it's all in the framing. I I always like to try and give people a realistic view of things mm. to maybe. But you have to have that experience. You have to you to squash you, their dreams. Yeah, no, no, you, <laughs> you need to you need to actually do. Even though it's not the magical thing, it's sort of a, it is because what it does is it makes you appreciate everything else around mm. you. It, it makes you appreciate your relationship. It makes you appreciate the. You know, it's in some regards. It's I also love nostalgia. I'm obsessed with looking back. Well, how, yeah, so how, you do you, think, how do you own the, how do you create nostalgia? Yeah, well, so the thing how is, how do you that, have nostalgia? Well, what's going to happen is because that was in the present, like I'm talking about it. If you think about it, all the best things that I think about are always <laughs> further back. The further back you go, the more <laughs> sort of I reminisce. Like, yeah. and so I think in some regards, it will take a year, two years for Bray and I to look back and be like, man, what an experience yeah. that was. You know what it is? And Amy and I had a moment of it recently. We were just thinking about being the single parent, sorry, single, sorry, yeah. childless yeah. marriage, like a childless partnership mm-hmm. and the difference it's now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, the thing that I notice is it's like it becomes – like when you FaceTime, it's like your attention's on both because you got this little kid. So then mm. it becomes this like when I would FaceTime Brie when I was away, it was like her and I having this moment. Do you find it difficult because that FaceTime moment is you've got two beings that you're sort of trying to communicate to? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think the focus – Amy's fine. I Like I need to know more about Bodie if he's not okay. Yeah. And so – that's the thing. The focus shifts from this is what I think why mar- a lot of you know families that you know marriages that aren't stable can fall apart because it is it is a shift in what the attention is first and foremost for, and that's the child, mm. and then the partner. Is it a mutually uh, discussed thing where it's like <laughs> we talk about it a lot, and so it's that thing of okay. You like we need to FaceTime, but it's actually not for you and I. It's for you and your son, and no, nah. it's not really separated like that. No, nah, it's a fam- more of a family unit. When I think about FaceTiming, I want to see Bodie and Amy. Yeah, like I never thought, and of course, it's like show me what Bodie's doing. You try, yeah. I want to get an update, mm-hmm. and so it's. But I think it it can seem outweighed when you're saying, "Oh, can I mm-hmm. see Bodie?" or like um, FaceTime because you're thinking it's just wanting to see. The baby, but that's what you navigate. Someone said to me, "What, what did, what happened when you got married?" I was like, "Oh, what's the difference of being married?" Mm. And I thought, for me, it's um, the, the. I never thought there would be much of a difference, but the difference is that it's not a thought anymore. Uh-huh. So I don't think about like there's th- thoughts you think about oh, mm-hmm. people putting pressure on my my auntie, yeah. you know, or my mum saying, "When are you getting married?" or "Are you guys getting married?" Mm-hmm. Like. It just goes, so it shifts it into another gear where for me it felt like there was a whole bunch of stuff that I just wasn't thinking about. And it's not that I was focusing on them before, but I've just noticed that I that it's not a part of any thinking now. No brain power is dedicated to that. And so it shifts this into another gear. And so the same with babies. Yeah. It shifts it into another level of thinking because you you were forced into into it with a baby. It's just a different time, period of time that you 
are required to think differently. Do you think that takes a bit of the romanticism out of the relationship? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. But even that, like potentially that marriage, doing the marriage bit, because yeah. in the sense of, you know, like that beginning when it's not like it's not all done and like you haven't done the wedding and all that sort and of you thing. Having sex four times a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a different time, and and you know, you've been with Bree so long, you're mm-hmm. fucking basically married that you feel as, like it is a there's a content. Mm. feeling being married I feel of just like we're in this we got yeah. this so it turns into this whole other friendship mm. of just trust and you, it's your best friend and so yeah. there is which you could easily look at the previous which I don't and think oh it's it's not as good as it used to be mm. because I don't th- I'm not wired or I don't think like that where it's like what's moved into is a better time than previous because I that was a time that was a period of time in my life yeah be like the person looking back maybe this is you looks back your childhood was you, you peaked yeah, that's right. <laughs> this that? is useless well, big media company shit yeah, out exactly i Medi- peaked in grade oh, four josh jansen productions <laughs> 2004 and so now is the best time you're more evolved and you yeah. well i it's a story i'm telling myself that now is the best and i honestly think think that yeah i love amy and it's awesome yeah yeah it's a um yeah, it's the romantic keeping keeping things romantic within mm. the context of something that can be quite operational, you know, in the sense yeah. and utilitarian, especially when you have a kid. Yeah, I think um, you know, and and it can be as simple as even as you said, it's flexing mm. a different muscle, working as a team to be able to get from one part of like when. Uh, Brie, when we discovered that she didn't have her Esther visa sorted and we had to get her visa in the like out uh, next to check in before Mm. we got our flight and the the pressure of doing all of that, all of that teamwork within travel, Mm. you know, it's it's not romantic, but in some regards, it like it brings you closer at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Amy and I have done counselling before mm. and we're going to do it again because it's a different time and, and it helped heaps. And so it's like... Did you do the churchy type of one? Because <laughs> Amy no. was, was, I guess she sort of still is religious to a certain degree. Yeah. And they offer that as like do a they? service, I think. I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the... hill Was Amy Hillsong? Yeah, she okay. went to Hillsong. Went to Hillsong. I don't know if they... Maybe they... I could imagine that the um, counsellor also plays acoustic guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I was going to say, if it's free. Well, I'm pretty sure I remember uh, a friend of mine who um, they do sort of like premarital counselling that's provided by the church. Yeah. It's it's so interesting counselling for couples. Mm. It's – but but from what I've – from doing it, it's like you don't feel like it actually – in the moment, I didn't feel like it was amazing because you've got to leave with the person. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You go into this thing and talk about So you say all these fucked up things. Would you, was no, there it wasn't ever, that fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, but was there fucked. resentment in the sense of like you'd say these things? Did it feel like it was a safe space where you'd walk away and feel good or were there was it picking at wounds that took time no, see, to the then... the thing is we're lucky. I don't – The I we haven't – gone to each other with a hacksaw and there's yeah. an open wounds. So mm-hmm. it's like we are in a place, there's things that shit, e- shit each other about each other, mm. shit ourselves about each other. Well, you know, there's things yeah. that annoy 
each other mm. about the other person. And so, no, but I, what I do remember is just go walking out and then because you, you then have a retrospective conversation with yeah. the person that you're at counselling <laughs> to try and help. Yeah. Or, you know, that you're trying to sort of grow it's with. A and so it's a debrief like, type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, what did you, you talk think? about her, yeah. the woman, and then you talk about, oh, yeah. I think she was projecting. I think, I think, <laughs> then you get like, for, I don't know if this is ego speaking, but you're like, yeah. I reckon if, you know, she would think that we're quite progressive as a couple, you know, <laughs> yeah. really sort of, you know, we're talking about these yeah, things already. And so you start going, getting a bit of a win under your belt about like, oh, I don't reckon all the other couples would be talking about this stuff yeah. and, you know, taking charge of their marriage. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> but um, it does. It helps. It helps. Um, oh, yeah. What did you write on your – you wrote on your – the photo that we posted from uh, – uh, where were we? In and out yeah. in LA. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought this. I just want to have a look at it. Mm-hmm. There's a cute little photo and some nice, a special thanks to the love of my life, Brie, for supporting the podcast from being cool with me, doing close to 100 episodes from our European Europe holiday to helping Tommy and I run a New York City and LA recording episodes. I fucked that up. But either way, I thought um, I hadn't said thank you. So thank you to Brie and thank you to you yeah, oh, for no, doing no the podcast. Worries. And thank you for Amy for like allowing you to do it as yeah. well. Well, um, we're getting relationship <laughs> counselling. <laughs> no. Yeah, sponsored by The Daily <laughs> Talk Show. Maybe we could get a counsellor to sponsor the show. Yeah. Uh, the Daily Talk Show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. If you want to send us an email tomorrow, Gaundy, uh, Dan Gaund. Uh, Dan Gaund. From, Nickname uh, Gaundy. Yeah, the uh, the radio superstar who is in the Central Coast, New South yeah. Wales, makes us sound like our voices are pieces of shit. Yeah, he's, he's got a <laughs> is he's that got a plastic a bag with shit in it, rustling, <laughs> making noise. It sounds like a human talking. Yeah, uh, Gondi Gondi is the uh, the got the classic radio voice. Oh, he's yeah. a classic broadcaster. And tomorrow we're chatting to him from uh, Fox FM. Yeah, the the world famous rooftops. Um, Ugly cousin, <laughs> which is the floor down that has all the beer cans and smoking near, cigarettes. Near Triple M. It's yeah. a daily talk show, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. See you guys.